Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. A desire to bring the truth to the forefront and a refusal to back down. The Roy Green Show continues. Vivian Krauss told us on this program that American foundations and American interests are pouring huge amounts of money into Canada and providing them to anti-pipeline organizations. Meanwhile, organizations in this country, like 30 communities, First Nations communities, who want to see the uh, Spirit Eagle Pipeline built, which is a $16 billion project, have gone to GoFundMe.com in order to raise some money to deal with the regulators and to deal with Ottawa. We'll talk to Calvin Helene in just a minute, uh, son of a hereditary chief in British Columbia. He is also the chairman of the Spirit Eagle project, pipeline project. Meanwhile, on Burnaby Mountain, where there's a permanent injunction uh, as far as getting close to the gates of the Kinder Morgan operation for the Trans Mountain Pipeline, there the protest uh, has begun. We've been talking to our colleagues at CKNW and Global News about what's developing this afternoon and joining us now to uh, give us the latest is Kyle Benning, uh, Global News reporter. Kyle, uh, what what are you seeing now? What's going on? Well, it's more of the same uh, since you've last heard from our colleagues here. About two dozen people are sitting in front of the gate at the Burnaby Terminal. Uh, that's where work needs to be done for the Trans Mountain expansion. Uh, there are uh, a handful of police officers further down the road, and we've just gotten word that uh, some action, or some new actions are going to be taking place. Uh, the protesters have said they're going to do something that they think would get them arrested. So get attention, get attention, get attention. How many more protesters are expected? Does anybody have any, any, any idea? Uh, from what we've heard, it doesn't sound like anybody else is going to be joining these two dozen. There are a handful of people just showing their support uh, outside of the injunction zone, which is set at five meters. As you mentioned, that uh, permanent injunction was handed down this week. Uh, it was at 50 meters two weeks ago, but um, there are uh, a handful of people, maybe another two dozen, uh, mm-hmm. just outside of that zone. But uh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens, whether more people come and join, uh, whether more action is taken, and uh, what police will do if if further action is taken. Yeah, it's a big day, big change in numbers from last week. Definitely, yeah. I know we saw about 5,000 people uh, march around this area last week. Of course, uh, not breaking the injunction, that was 50 meters, but uh, not not as big of a crowd, but uh, it seems like they're, some of them are willing to get arrested. That being said, um, even though there are only two dozen here, uh, people have come from across the country to be here. We've spoken to people from Manitoba, from Alberta, from Vernon, uh, further north in B.C., so um, people are still pretty, pretty, feel pretty strongly towards this project. I'm sure. Kyle, thank you so much for the time. Good afternoon, Roy. Kyle Benning from Global News, joining us from uh, Burnaby Mountain. And now with me is Calvin Helene. He's the chairman of the Spirit Eagle Pipeline Project. And we spoke with uh, Mr. Helene a few weeks ago about the uh, about the project. And it's a $16 billion effort to uh, that they want to get underway. And, uh, Calvin, good to have you back. And I was surprised at uh, how quickly you told us that the, the pipeline could be operational if you were to see the green light. 
Yes, uh, thank you, uh, Roy. We've been working on this for five years. Um, the First Nations in, in BC don't have treaties, and so the way the law works is they have considerable constitutional power over what happens with resource projects. And as an Indigenous person, um, we decided to get involved with the chiefs um, in this project because uh, they, they are looking for ways that uh, they can basically create an economy for themselves. A lot of the, um, the uh, activity that everybody hears about uh, from our area is created by, by American environmental groups. They're funding local environmental groups coming into our territory. They're creating all kinds of, uh, all kinds of um, problems in the community, divisions and families. They, they come in and they do destabilization programs similar to the CIA and, and other organizations that go into other countries. And they hold up people in the communities a lot of times as puppets and props um, that are on their payroll. And it's not right. The proper chiefs in the community have a, have a greater responsibility than trying to look out for their bottom line, the more they, their business model is, the more they stop, the more money they raise. And Vivian Krauss is absolutely right about, about the monies coming into Canada from the U.S. It, it's it's uh, extraordinary, and it really is kind of um, sad that our own population should be so apathetic when estimates are one of the estimates I've heard of the discounts on our LNG and oil per per uh, day is possibly up to $75 million a day when, um, well, we haven't been able to build any pipelines. The Americans, where this money is coming from, have built 20,000 kilometers roughly of pipeline, I understand. And um, in, in the, uh, the Vancouver Sun... Here recently, there's an article about BC pension funds investing in an LNG project in Texas, which is directly competing with our own resources and our own corporations. This whole thing doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And the chiefs in their communities have to worry about... um, Always their concern will be the environment, but once the environment, environmental issues are taken care of, they are prepared to look at, at the resource development. Well, the Americans, uh, they're looking at the money that they're pouring into Canada and uh, providing for organizations that, that challenge the Canadian pipelines. They're looking uh, that would export money or take, take, the, take the oil to the, to the ports and then exported to Southeast Asia and other parts of the world where it's wanted, uh, they're looking at that oil as their own and because they're getting it so cheaply at such a tremendous discount. And for them, it's just a, a, a sensible investment to be able to uh, you know, fund Canadian groups that are anti-pipeline. Meanwhile, what I found really interesting and, and, and disturbing is that you're talking about 30 communities, indigenous communities in British Columbia that are impoverished 
and their chiefs are saying, and they've cited and they've, they've signed on for the uh, Eagle Spirit Pipeline, understanding the, clearly the economic benefits that would come to their communities if the pipeline is built, which makes absolute sense because it serves two purposes. It helps the Canadian economy. It helps the, uh, the communities. It eventually helps everyone because the world wants the oil. So the chiefs in these communities uh, now find themselves, and this is almost humiliating, uh, Calvin, having to go to GoFundMe.com to raise funds, as I understand it, to uh, to be able to, um, you know, make presentations before regulatory bodies, federally and the federal government, while their opponents are getting money shipped across the border to them. Yeah, not only that, uh, we're having to take the, take on a cashed-up federal government that uh, is insistent on putting this oil tanker moratorium act in place in northern BC when oil is allowed to be shipped everywhere else in Canada we've just uh, the government said they were doing this for um, environmental and scientific reasons we've found a uh, we've just come across a very detailed study um, that was done by the at the time the federal uh, fisheries department and the ministry of environment which evaluated all of the ports on the coast for the for the most safest, least riskiest place to bring oil into or out of. This was done 40 years ago, but but the uh, the um, reasons and the and some of the conditions that they looked at are even stronger now than they were 40 years ago. And the place that we're looking to put our port was rated the absolute least risky place in, in, uh, in, on the coast in, in northern British Columbia. And uh, instead, what our, our, our chiefs are uh, coming to the conclusion that we're getting our policy made by American NGOs, and they're trying to ram this stuff down our throats, well... They make parks in our backyard and use Canadian uh, resources to, to keep for a rainy day for, for Americans. What are we doing about it? You know, it, it, it is absolutely unbelievable that uh, we would allow this to go on. And it's not as though, it's not as though the Eagle Spirit uh, pipeline is just a concept that's in the thinking stage. You are, you're ready to go. We've got five years of hard work. Uh, we have an environmental model that is far more robust than is being proposed by the federal government under its ocean protections plan. We've, we've invested in this. And, um, you know, as a, as a Canadian, my, my uh, question is, are, are we sovereign or not? And, and if we are, why are we allowing these organizations to distort our supposedly sovereign right to make public policy in natural resources for the benefit of Canadians? You know, I saw last night, and I have to take a break here, Calvin, but I saw last night that the governor of, uh, of Washington state has, uh, is siding with the British Columbia government on the issue of the pipeline. And I thought, well, why wouldn't they? Because, again, it's in America's interest to get our oil as cheaply as they possibly can. And there was a story uh, over the last couple of days that the United States is going to be the world's number one oil producer 
in the, in the very near future. We have the resources. They need to go to market, and they can't just go to one market that's getting it at a discount. We have to be able to sell our, our product at a profit that then inevitably and invariably will help the people of Canada, help First Nations people, and create uh, more of an economic balance because we're we're going in the wrong direction as far as that's concerned. Now, I just want to tell you that it's GoFundMe.com forward slash chiefs hyphen council hyphen against Bill C-48 or even just GoFundMe.com and then chiefs council against Bill C-48. Uh, and you can also go to ShannonStubbsMP.ca forward slash about E-1490. Shannon Stubbs.mp.ca. We will come back with Calvin Helene. We'll talk more about this Eagle Spirit pipeline and the challenges the First Nations communities are facing. There's 30 of them, and they're prepared to move forward. Now, where would the pipeline itself go? I believe it would be entirely or mostly on those First Nations lands. Back with Calvin Helene. By the way, you know that our federal government does not believe in pipelines. So what do you want to do? We said this before. What do you want to do? Do you want to transport it by rail? I've been to Lac Megantic. Trust me. You wouldn't have wanted to go when I went, which was shortly after that horrific explosion. Do you want to transport it by rail or by truck? Or by a far more safe reality, and that's the pipelines. And should we be selling our product? Should we be moving our natural resources product overseas? where it's wanted, where we can get a proper price for it? Yes. Is the world weaning itself off oil? Probably. Should we uh, suffer economic disadvantage now? No. And we'll come right back. He always got straight A's, but his report card said he talked too much. This is the Roy Green Show. Coming up in uh, about 10 minutes, it's Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, Beauties and the Beast. One of our issues is going to be to talk about Jagmeet Singh. And if you go to globalnews.ca, you'll see the story where Mr. Singh says he wants the federal government of Canada to declare what uh, took place between uh, in India towards Sikhs in the 1980s to be uh, genocide, once it declared as Genocide. So we'll uh, we'll find out what Catherine, Linda, and Michelle have to say about that and a lot more. As you know, there's never any political correctness. Back with Calvin Helene, the chairman of the Eagle Spirit Pipeline proposal, sixteen billion dollar plan in uh, in British Columbia. Calvin, before I ask you about the geography, the topography, and and everything else that's involved, and I'm sure you're going to be quizzed from top to bottom, back to front, over and over by the regulatory. Uh, process. But the question is often this, what's the point in investing in pipelines? Because green energy is the future. And you told me that it's a $16 billion venture, the uh, Eagle Spirit pipeline. The opponents of the pipelines who say, don't spend the money now, you're wasting it. Uh, they'll tell you that that's a $16 billion failed investment. My reply is, it's not your money. you it doesn't matter what you think. It's not your money. But what do you say to that to that position that you're just wasting money? Well, I mean, as a um, as a First Nations person, 
Um, I'm as um, environmental as anybody else, but uh, I we have to have common sense about it. How has that worked out in Ontario, where a whole bunch of environmental policies were introduced, leaving Ontario Hydro with a $30 billion bill and ordinary people paying $3,500 a month for, for hydro? The same thing has played out in Germany. The um, Angela Merkel was almost unable to to form a government because uh, the Green Party wanted to shut down uh, 22 of the coal-fired plants. Now, everybody is sympathetic about that, but it's so expensive mm-hmm. to, uh, to try to um, introduce uh, large-scale green power at this point. Um, they're concerned about their, the competitiveness of, of our, their economy. I mean, we are sitting on a natural resource that anybody else in the world would uh, would be absolutely over the moon to to have, and it is very important to Canada. It's, I understand it's about ten percent of our GDP, and I understand uh, in the last federal budget why there was more money in the budget is because the price of oil was higher than than it was previously. It, 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 we have to be, uh, in in my opinion, practical about it. Uh, I don't think anybody's saying. Um, Let's be completely anti-efficient um, uh, alternative energy. We we have to phase it in and and to completely turn our back on on an endowment that we have an endowment that's allowed uh, Norway, for example, to put one trillion dollars in the bank for the future generations. It, it, it's crazy. It is. And isn't it sixty about $60 million a day that flows through that pipeline or would flow through that pipeline? Uh, you, you mean our Eagle Spirit pipeline? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure of the number, but it would be significant. And, and we, 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 we not only have a, um, a pipeline for oil, the chiefs have voted to have an energy corridor, mm-hmm. and, and Asia wants our LNG. Asia, the uh, China, I was in China not too long ago. And, and Calvin, and, I, I only have 20 seconds left. Okay. So, so we'll, we'll talk again, um, but I also want to remind people it's GoFundMe.com, Chief's Council Against Bill C-48, GoFundMe.com, Chief's Council Against Bill C-48, or go to ShannonStubbsMP.ca, and you can navigate your way to the petitions. Thanks, Calvin. Uh, we'll, we'll talk again, and there's lots to talk about. Okay, thank you very much. Take care. Clock always gets you. We're back after this.